the first episode oh my god <laughs> we increase the volume again welcome to the first episode of the overthinkers uh where we had two episodes that were not within six months of each other but we That's actually impressive. released them within the same month which i think has never happened before it's amazing you know the, the way this generally works is that you record an episode <laughs> About three months later, this guy gets around to editing it. It gets uploaded about two weeks later. And then at the, by that point, we've already recorded another episode. So you're, you're usually hearing these episodes like two months later. And that's why things like the 4th of July special and the Christmas special come out like in August and like March respectively. Because they never come out on time. I'm pretty sure we still have one that we haven't edited that we recorded at least two months ago. Can we, can, no, can we check? Can we just say that we're recording this episode in like... Uh, Coming at you from November yeah, 2019. Yeah, yeah, we're recording this episode in on November 12th, 2019, because that's around the timeline. We'll, we'll eventually right, get right, this published right. on the website. Wait, can, we, can we see where, where are the, the Overthinkers files located? You know, I thought I had good file organization, but I Wait, was it in Dead Projects for a while there? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, right. I I have an active and an inactive folder. Right, wait, wait. This podcast was in the inactive folder for a short period. No, I can't time. find it. All right, all right. In any case, in any case. <laughs> Hello, everybody. This is the Overthinkers, and if you're wondering what we do on this podcast, just think about it. <laughs> that worked kind of well. Uh, okay. Um. Uh, I don't know if we did you did we did you edit the last like one yet? Uh, so there are two episodes. Well, yeah, I did. I, I put that one up. No, but there the, were two. We, we had two, the and one you put that we, one up. The one that we did most recently is up. But I'm pretty sure you put that one up, and then the one before it... You have, wait a second. Wait, what? Wait, 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 wait. Here. Can you, can you log into, um, the stats? I know we're, like, on, like, on the recording right now, but I really don't care. I need to see this. You give us, give us one second, and then I'm gonna open with that rant. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going on a rant today. Because I'm so frustrated. Oh, yeah. 261 listeners. <laughs> That's not a pun. Let's just... Um, no, no, no. Oh, no, no. We had another... We had seven... Haven't we recorded seven episodes excluding this one? Yeah. Yeah, there is. I, I, I just... I, I have to find the file. <laughs> all right, all right. So, um... There, see, there is a lost episode. Oh, you published this three weeks ago? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I did. All right, so there's a lost episode the, in between... The one that you've seen last... Wait, but if you upload that one... This is so confusing. Alright, so so episode 6 came out. We recorded 7, and now we're recording 8. But you want to release 8 first, and then 7, just to mess with them? Yeah. I, I'm totally down for that. What is he put down? You want to see episode 8, episode 7. Good. So, I'm going start to start with my rant, alright? See, I'm an avid user of the app Instagram. Yeah. What is it with people and star signs? <laughs> like, why? I'm pretty sure we just proved that stuff, like, forever ago. Like, what is it with this almost Sagittarius? Like, nobody... It, some people care, unfortunately. But, like, that doesn't have any bearing on, on your... Like, it's so stupid. Like, are, are, but are why you... is it come back? Is, is it... I watched a video about postmodernism. Is that what it is? Uh... Postmodernism? I, I I think it's distinct from postmodernism, but it's just I I don't know what it is, but it, it gets on my nerves too. The, it, it just doesn't. It's not rational. The, like, <laughs> it doesn't. Like, I mean, there's, there's nothing to it, and it, but it's not even like people are just like, just like. 
I mean, I, I guess I, people are just superstitious, but this is a lot more than just like casual superstition. Yeah, no. See, like, like that's that's the part that gets me too is that it's very clearly pseudoscience, but people don't treat it like pseudoscience and they buy into it too much. It's well, sure, there's plenty of pseudosciences, but this this crosses a line for me. I mean, <laughs> well, no, 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 okay, so pseudoscience. I didn't expect this to be about pseudoscience, but let's get into it. Right. So pseudoscience, uh, I got a good segue into the topic you wanted to get into. So you see. So the idea of pseudo, because I think there's multiple, there's multiple like tiers of like knowledge. Yeah. Right. There's like superstition, which is yeah. Well, first of all, there's like faith, which is like actual religious beliefs. Right. Yeah. That that, that are like adhered to them, that have a doctrine to them, that have some sort of sense to them. Yeah, it makes sense. Right. And some people don't agree with that, but that's but they exist and they have a certain amount of legitimacy. I mean, I I think that even if you're not religious, there is a sort of way that you think that involves what religious people would describe as faith like uh, it's like a core belief that sort of like you define your entire personality right sure and if you take it in the vaguer sense yes but that's not quite what I'm going with okay okay, I mean mean to say there's different like ways of like I call them like types of knowledge if you know what I'm saying so so faith is is, I mean some would say it has no like base to it but in any case there's still a certain structure to it and a certain legitimacy to it due to its its you know what I mean? Structure. Yeah. And then you get into things like superstition, where right. it's like beliefs that don't have any connection to anything except that they stand on their own in the sense of like, 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 you know, seven years of bad luck when you break a mirror. Like, there's no, you know what I mean? There's, there's no I mean, I, basis I, I, to it. I, it just yeah. exists as knowledge that we've accepted and we, we, we live with and we're all like... But but do you think like super, superstitions are, are, are without... Like I, I would agree that obviously some superstitions aren't true, but it seems like they are somewhat grounded in like logic and reason. They're just like an extreme extension of what we already know. Like Give me an example. Like breaking a mirror is probably a bad thing and a dangerous thing. So we like take that and we've extended it to a larger concept of... You know that's that's something we should avoid, and that's something that we shouldn't do. Like I think superstitions are at mm. some level grounded in fact. I think so. I don't think that can be extended to the to all of it or as like, a whole, but I see it. Like walking, a walking under a ladder is like not yes, safe. See that makes sense. But what about like opening a um, opening a parasol? Um, <laughs> par- parasol. You call it a parasol, but that's not what it is. It's a <laughs> what are those called? You're just making a weird umbrella with your hands. Umbrella. Right no, no. I'm saying like the popping up of the umbrella. That's that's the gesture. What about it? Like, opening an umbrella indoors is bad luck. Like, or is Wait. that just what your kindergarten teacher said? <laughs> I think it's what the kindergarten <laughs> No! No, I think, no, I think some people will hear that, though. Your next like, superstition's gonna be like, if I don't eat my Brussels sprouts, <laughs> the monsters are gonna come after me. No, I saw this post. No, 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 speaking of that, I saw this post, this guy who said, uh, for my kids, I have a bean jar. Every time they, like, misbehave, I add a bean, and when the bean jar fills up, the world ends. So I'm like, oh my gosh! Is that not childhood trauma? Like, I don't know what it is. Alright, listen, alright. Alright, in any case, um, so there's a superstition, right, which is like, knowledge that is taken to an extreme, and usually, sometimes, but usually doesn't have any particular basis. And then there's, like, pseudoscience, which is this idea that it's, it's superstitions but grouped together and then, like, applied to something? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Where it's not just, like, a random collection of ideas. It's 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 a step above that to where it's, like, you know, like, astrology. Like, like where it's studied and people try to, like, correlate things. And, like, um... What's the other pseudoscience? Like, uh, those, those Ouija boards? Ouija? Yeah. Would, you know, is that a French word? Ouija? It, no, it looks like a French word. Because, <laughs> like, 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 we... 
Like, like that's how you spell we. And then, like, like, that can totally be a French word, like, from my studies of French. I mean, I, I, think, years. I, I think I don't have problems with superstitions because I think that in some ways people embrace the fact that they're illogical. But, I mean, they, I think, sometimes, yeah, sometimes I think you can't control superstitions are largely, like, harmless. I think that, like, pseudosciences are not. I think pseudosciences become more I say I don't say dangerous but like that. How do star signs become harmful? It's not dangerous. It's just it's just getting in the way of of actual science. Sort of, but I know I mean to a certain surface. I think that like like superstitions are harmless enough. I think that when you start basing actual things off of things like star signs, like I'm compatible with this person because they're the right <laughs> star sign, that becomes dangerous from the perspective of you're making decisions based on this stuff. I mean, so many of our decisions are arbitrary, right? I know, and, and, and there's going to be those, like, people that think that religion's the same way, but... Um, I mean, wasn't there that study where they asked people to, like, predict the outcomes of sporting events, and then they took monkeys and they had them throw darts at <laughs> and they found out that monkeys were, like, more accurate predictors than people? I, I, mean, I feel like I've heard that somewhere, but I, I don't know. I, I, I just think that, like, it, there's an inherent arbitrariness to every single decision that we make, and so I don't see why it's different to... Say that you know no, I'm, they're, they're, I'm doing something but logically. But themselves into thinking it's, it is ar- it's not arbitrary. But what's wrong with that? If if if, if, if you gain good. peace and solace good. from the idea that you're making, as long as you believe that you're making rational decisions, you're a happy person, even if the impact Ooh, of decisions this, is not rational. Ooh, you're hitting some serious stuff. I don't know where to take this. <laughs> All right. In any case, and then there's actual science. But yeah. I know. But this is the point about pseudoscience, which is superstition taken to. A level where it's taken seriously, right? Yeah. Star signs. Um, what's the other one? Um, what do they call it? <laughs> Which one? Astrology. No, that that is. Star oh, uh, there's one I was thinking of. Like like I said, the boards where it they they, they studied it and see effect where you subconsciously move your hands and stuff. Uh, that's the Ouija. Oh uh, yeah. Um, yeah. you know what dowsing is? No, it's I only not. know it because of like Pokemon. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, and like in Pokemon, there's like the dowsing machine, which is an item that allows you to find like hidden items and stuff. Long story, I'm a nerd. So the point is, dowsing is an actual thing where like people think they can find water using like a st- forked stick <laughs> or like metal, not water. No, no, it's like water or like like underground or like metals underground, like with like a stick. It's like metal detecting, but without the science. You know, I've I've never actually beat a Pokemon game before. What's wrong with you? I've played it, but I've, I've never gotten far enough to actually beat it. I always get trapped at like the like the third or like fourth gym. I think it's funny because here it's like by the time you like are in like middle school, high school, it's like oh Pokemon isn't cool, but in Japan they're like <laughs> I love Pokemon for my whole life because Japan, I love Japan most of the time. I mean, no hand- offense to Japan. Handheld gaming devices, I think, need to make a comeback. Like, yeah, phones kind of like let's be real, let's be real, a, a 3ds. Or, like, a game, I, uh, not a Game Boy, but, like, a 3DS is better, like, gaming than any, like, mobile phone. I mean, I, I, I... You know, in that sense. Well, I think mobile phones have, like, faster processors, and they're obviously more optimal for gaming, but it's just that, like... Mobile phones? No, you mean handhelds. <clears throat> no, I, like, I, I think sometimes, like, a mobile gaming experience can be a lot... Especially with newer phones that have faster processors than, like, a 3DS. I, I, I just think that the appeal of handheld gaming devices is that they're single-use devices, right? Like, we tried to... Com- exactly. We, we tried to compartmentalize everything, like, here's one thing for you to listen to your music and, like, read the news no, and, like, we, we talked about this people, on, like, episode three. Yeah. About, like, 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 um, like the, 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 the record tables, Yeah, right? the record table. I feel like handheld gaming devices are sort of an extension of that. No, but I think what's interesting is I, um, I used to be a, um, 
a big like console gamer, but then I discovered the power of PC gaming with like a gaming <laughs> laptop, and I realized that there's a lot of advantages to that. But I think that the reason here I'm gonna I'm gonna get into some so 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 are you familiar with console wars? No, this is so awful. Oh, is, is this like the idea yeah. of like Xbox One versus PS4? Yeah. Then kind of versus like Nintendo, like it was the Wii U, now it's the Switch, right? And then like like versus PC gaming and how the PC gamers think they're like elite. Yeah, right. I I I think that the reason that like Xbox One and PS4 are doing it like wrong. Right. It's because, A, like, a lot of the games that are on PS4, or PS4 and Xbox One can be accessed on computers because many of the games made for those consoles are third parties that apply to other consoles. Like, not, not all. Definitely not all. There's plenty of exclusives. But, like, right. a fair amount of them are, are very accessible yeah. on other consoles. I think who's really got it, I think the Switch and, like, Nintendo's philosophy yeah. is yeah. smart because they're like, we're going to do all this in-house, like, stuff that you all love and it's nostalgic. And we're not going to give into this, like, triple A, like, experience stuff. Yeah. We're going to do our own thing. And that totally sets it apart. And that's why everyone loves it. Yeah, I, I, I think that I think they've done it the really smartest great. from that in terms of longevity. Yeah. Because, and also they don't release their consoles on the same cycle that Xbox and PlayStation do. Yeah. They always release their consoles, like, roughly at the same time. And I was just like, they can compete with each other. Nintendo's kind of on the off cycle. Which means that everything they do is kind of, like, old already. But at the same time... They don't have any competition. Yeah. I, and I think Nintendo is all about isolating themselves from the competition so that they can thrive on their own. That's smart. Nothing to do with any of this. I don't know where I was going with pseudoscience. I just don't always like it. <laughs> although I find it amusing. Um, speaking of pseudoscience, toaster settings. <laughs> toaster settings is a subject that, that, that you wanted can, can, to talk about yeah, I, I, for some reason. I, I just like to express my frustration with, with toaster settings and the way that they currently work. First of all, there's, I, okay, if if there's a dial in the toaster that goes from like one to I don't know, does it go to mine has a slider? Do, thank you very much. Does it go into double digits? No. The, the I, oh pro, my god! The, why, would, <laughs> why would you use a double digit? Toaster? No, but but that's my point. The point is that there is no okay. First of all, there's there's no standardization, right? Four on one Gosh, toaster. Not the railway well, system. No, I'm serious. But if if I want to get my bread at the exact same consistency every time. Four on my home toaster is not like four at like the Marriott toaster. You use toaster cross compatibility. Then the um, second is I still have record, like, I, I still need to two and a half is the optimal range. Okay, I, I still have no, on my toaster. I still have no idea what the numbers mean. Okay, are they time? I have been told that the numbers are time, but I don't. That's an and easy see, way to the numbers were heat. Okay, but, it, but maybe that's the standardization issue. Yeah, that, 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 what I'm talking not about. Not every dial represents the same <laughs> See, thing. I, I don't <laughs> understand how hard it is to just standardize. Also, what's the bagel button for? Can we? <laughs> okay, okay, no, no, the, the bagel button that one makes sense because it toasts both sides instead of just one. It only toasts one side on your toaster. <laughs> every toaster I've ever seen toasts two sides of the toast on both toasts. You know, like. Maybe this is just my toaster. Time out. <laughs> Why do toasters have two sides to begin with? Like, it could just be one, and it wouldn't make. Is toaster meant to be? Is to, are toasts toast <laughs> meant to be in pairs? I mean, sandwiches, yes, but you don't usually toast bread for the sake of making the sandwich. Sometimes, but not usually. Usually, you're just making the bread. And then there's those four toasters. Those are excellent. I mean, I guess you put the butter between the two toasts, right? You know, I, I actually really like the toaster designs where they're, like, designed almost like an oven. 
and there's sort of like a conveyor belt that slowly turns <laughs> red all the way to the other no, side. No, but that's when you're making a lot of it. Yeah, so you but just go bam, bam. Right. But like, that's like the hotel. But, but that's smart. But that brings like optimal coverage to the bread. It's just that like the way that toasters are currently designed. It's like they're not designed for heavy loads of toast. But they're not designed for even like the most basic of like. I just think the design. So okay, and then like why? See, see, look, why on those are, toasters, why are toasters vertical? Have you ever thought about this? Why don't we make toasters so that like the coils are are not vertically standing up but are horizontal? Because every time your your bread finishes, right, you got to fish it out of the toaster and you yeah, gotta, but like, that's gotta gotta when it's horizontal. Why? Because when it's horizontal, if it's only toasting one side anyway, then it'll no, it's not toasting one side. <laughs> okay, maybe this is just my toaster, dude. Your, your toaster's stupid. It okay, toasts wait. one side. If it toasts both sides, why would your toaster toast one <laughs> side of the toast? Okay. Are you crazy? If it toasts both sides, then what does a bagel option... Oh, the bagel does it... It makes it what toast one it... side. You know what? Wait a second. Because you never toast the bottom of your bagel. You don't... You ain't good. Make it crispy. <laughs> I mean... Do you want the bottom of your bagel to be toasted? <laughs> <laughs> Are you thinking what? Back to what? <laughs> what does a bagel look like? <laughs> I ate one this morning. Thank you very much. Here, I'm looking this up. What does the bagel setting do? Wait, a toaster has two heating elements. Yeah, only one of the heating elements is used. Oh, protecting commonly used bagel toppings like sesame and sunflower seeds. Okay. That's genius. How do we know which side is uh, actually being heated? There's no do you way to not? Know. Okay. I, I mean, you have to like... No, but, but you having don't, to I don't look, put my bagels in the toaster consistently. Having to look <laughs> inside the coils at the toaster to figure out which side is warm and which side isn't is just proof of how badly designed toasters are. Like, you can't you figure out... horizontal that. toasters? Yeah. Yeah. That's not a good idea. This is a phenomenal... Think That's called it. a toaster oven! Yes. I am advocating for toaster ovens. <laughs> you maniac! I, Why I, would you, Okay, actually, I, toaster ovens are excellent. I, I, I want to get... Like you want to reheat pizza? Toaster oven. Yeah, I want to get, you know like, what? an industrial-sized yeah. toaster and just put it in my house and just throw, that's like, called three an, That's called an actual oven. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do this. Have you seen like Japanese toasters though? Japanese toasters are so cool because um, you can configure. Uh, I just looked up Japanese toasters. Oh, you're, you're opening up my you're opening up my debate files. I don't think you want to go there. Uh oh, wait, what? Is there something <laughs> wrong with that? Uh, here. So the thing about Japanese toasters is that when you buy something, like it gives you the specific specification for how long to do it and like the specific wattage to do it at so here let me show you uh, so it's a horizontal toaster it's a toaster oven. I, I don't know I'm, I'm not able to find it online but basically what it is it's like it, <laughs> it, you, you set a certain wattage and you set a certain time and so it's able to do it perfectly at the temperature that you wanted and then at so, so you get the perfect crispiness level every time based on the specific product you're eating huh so it's like they'll tell you 400 watts at technology. 20 seconds. And it's like you just press those two buttons on the toasters and you get perfect toast. Meanwhile, American toasters, you just throw that in there and hope that somehow your bread doesn't get burned. Somehow you're miraculously like, able you just, to come up with a good slice. You always just go for like the like high twos, like low threes range and you're fine. Okay, but how do we decide on two and three being like the most optimal setting? And see, two and three on your... Toaster is not two and three on my toaster. How do you it's, prefer it's your not toast? Standardized. I like my toast at four and five. But what does that mean? Like, what is? Give me a visual. Four and five is there's a nice 
golden crust. Oh at, yeah, at absolutely. the top of the bread. Yeah, and it's it's not burnt, but it's 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 almost like it's it's the farthest that crispy can go, and then that way it's like hot enough so that it can melt the butter when you put it on top of there. I haven't thought this deeply about this stuff. I'm not a true <laughs> overthinker. <sighs> All right. Um, what are your optimal bread eating conditions? No, for me. For me, my, see, see, my nuisance is that, like, when you put, you know how you, you put butter and then you slap the two, like, toasts together and let it melt? Yeah. The problem is that if you put the butter only on one of the toasts and let it melt, that toast is still going to get most of the butter, because butter adhesion is a thing. You know what I'm saying? That's why you flip it over. Yeah. doesn't work. Yeah, it does. Because the dripping doesn't, maybe the, I'm the, putting my the... toast too low. <laughs> See, if we had standardized toaster settings, I could have told you put your toast on like four or five and then just wait it out. Four or five is not precise. There's a wide no, range. No, but see, that's what I'm talking about. It's like you just spin the dial into a, a certain range and you hope that so I think you hope for the best. But that's because uh, when you talk about standardization, like it's the railways or something. Like, <laughs> like rail gauge or like, I mean, I, I, or like I, telecommunications I, I, or something. I don't know why we don't deserve good quality toast every single time. This is the most American I, thing. You know, it's like, you know, my to- that wasn't a pun. So. <laughs> you, you know there's someone whose job it is. Wait, wait, right? wait, dude. Can you put on the fan? It's a little toasty in here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That's the first one in a while, dude. I know. <laughs> That wasn't a pun here. <laughs> I know. Ha! Good joke there, buddy. No, um... I mean, I, I'm just saying, like, you know there's someone who works at, like, one of these toaster companies. General Toaster yeah, Corporation. General Toaster Corporation. He goes into work every day, and his sole job is to innovate on new toasters. And the best that they can, can come up with, like, even if there's just one guy yeah. manning the hell, is a dial that you spin at some random imprecise degree, and the measurements of which they change on every toaster. No, but I think what they need... So you want them to call it a toaster conference. Wait, what, this should be like a a heat, like, time graph. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, 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 no. no. That'd that be should. good because think about this. Think about this. Sometimes your toast gets cold. You want to reheat the toast. Is that one? Like... Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Is that, like, one? Is that the reheat? Is it, because, like, because, nine, but you take it out really fast? Like, like... Yeah, if, but does if, it even matter if you're... Because you know how you take your toast out early sometimes. Right. Like... Are you actually doing a two when you think you're doing a three because you take your toast out early because it's based plus, on time? Like, what if you have the time and you prefer like a slow, gradual heat over a longer period of time? Or if you're in a rush and you just want... So you're saying there should be a dial for like one to five minutes and a dial for like zero to ten like heat. Like some... Okay, here, here's, like, my, here's my model, okay? This sounds like a toaster okay. oven! <laughs> okay, here, here's my model. So what you're saying scale here, down the here, toaster here, oven. Here, okay. Here's how I would think about it, right? I would have three dials on my toaster. What? Okay, it's What's very the simple. Third tile? One is tile, tile. One is temperature. One is time. Yeah, okay. And one is called I don't know what I would call it, but it's it's the normal dial. So essentially, how the normal dial. Sorry, works, sorry, sorry, sorry. So, sorry. There, 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 <laughs> so there's currently probably a graph for temperature and time in the way that toasters currently work, right? I, I feel for, like that's right, but I also the, feel like... For the dials. So I feel like my toaster isn't... I think there's different... If you get a cheap toaster, it's probably just time. If you get an advanced toaster, it's probably some sort of curve or graph or something. Okay, let's, let's work See, that, that's advanced that's toaster. not even standard. See, so, yeah, so, so let's say you get an advanced toaster and there's a graph. I would just have the third dial operate on that graph. And so every time you turn it, 
it resets the time and temperature dials to be at whatever the most optimal thing is on the graph. And then independent of that dial, you can change the time and temperature to figure out what you want to do. So that way... The if, mechanisms in this are yeah, very advanced. So, so, so if you just want a regular piece of toast, like you're used to it, you can go to the 2 and 3, or you can go to the 4 and 5. You can still have that. But if you want to venture out and try or, an advanced form of toastering, you can change the dial to a certain temperature and then manipulate the time and temperature stuff. See, the most practical use I can see for this is the idea of also there's different types of toast and you can factor that in too if i want to reheat a piece of toast i would throw it in for like 30 seconds on like the highest heat right just bam now it's hot i can yeah. eat the toast right. i don't want it to cook anymore so it doesn't get burned i don't want it to cook anymore i just want it to have more heat in it i mean you know, yeah. as much as you can do that i think i see this I, I, toaster I... corporations <laughs> if you are watching this go make some money <laughs> You know, I, I just think we need... But what is America ready for that level of sophistication? I think America is. I don't know, but what... I wholeheartedly believe... I think believe. that the, the, the whole third dial thing is actually where you, like, bridge the gap, and I can appreciate that. Right, because the, the third dial means that, you know, everyone is still feels comfortable with their current settings on the toaster. Why don't I propose uh, something like this? Okay. There's a dial, and there's two touch pads. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. So the dial adjusts, like, the, the display on the touchpads, and then you can use, like, up and down arrows to, like, scale it from there. Yeah. So that, like, there isn't this confusion of, like, the mechanisms of the dials. I think this is good. This, this is, is going to be, like, a $20,000 toaster. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, luxury products sell, dude. I mean, what can I say? Uh, I, I, just, I, I just don't understand why we can't get our toaster stuff together and just standardize it. I think, I, I think this calls for... A toaster conference. That's what I was saying. A toaster conference. Oh my god. <laughs> Wait. Hold up. Wind. I guess my, my door was open and there was a there was a gust of wind. Quickly call the pseudoscientists. <laughs> oh yeah, ghost hunting. I mean, getting back to, I, I just wish there was one standardized toaster conference. Where all of the major toaster companies were able to be there. What all like the offshoot like toaster like knockoff toaster? No, you know, I, no, I, there'll I, be like a seal on it. Like, <laughs> it's, like toaster conference standards. I actually I can't name any toaster companies. No, but you can name companies that make toasters. Like, if I, like, like, like are there any specialized? Like GE toaster? probably makes toasters. I mean, are there any specialized toaster companies? Yeah, the ones that make like the toasters with the fancy like designs on them. Those exist. Are you kidding me? Like, like what burns in like a design? I mean, if there are special like Darth Vader toaster, you know, like like the toaster has Darth, Darth Vader's face on it. I mean, that's a thing. I, I think I had. I'm pretty sure there's a Jesus toaster. Those are like the. <laughs> Can you imagine that having Jesus on your bread every morning? I mean, they said bread and wine in the Bible, but I don't think that's what's going on. Are those the playmate ovens, like the the small ones, where like for kids, where you can put put stuff in there? And I remember, I just remember there's like an oven where you put like play doh in there, and it fills up. Oh my up. gosh, dude, those old commercials, like, <laughs> you know, the jingles like like Nickelodeon or something. Dude. <laughs> Uh, oh yeah, yeah. The the Playmate ads used to come on Nickelodeon. Dude, Nickelodeon ads were garbage, but they bring back memories. You know what's weird? Speaking of like food and like heating things up, one of my most memorable quotes from you, because I knew this guy way back in elementary school. One of my the most legendary like quotes of yours is, "I know the hot lunch tastes like cardboard, and I'm gonna change that." <laughs> and I'm just like, this man, he had the bravery to like. 
Do it. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't understand why. I, the, the entire school What's lunch. Here, here, wait, wait, time out. You have to click the pause button. No! Wait, you know, I'll, t- I'll talk to you about that later. Saw something uh, hanging on as well. Seemed very interesting. I'm talking about it later. Okay. Anyways, I think we need to move on from the toasters. Because this is supposed to be like a mini thing. turned into like half the episode. So, I think we need to lay off on the toasters. I totally get what you're saying. Like, toaster conference. Like, standardizing the dials. Yeah. And I feel like a seal of like quality approval. Yep. And then we could all like be in an era where it's like BuzzFeed can make quizzes like, what toast dial are you? Yeah. And everybody can understand <laughs> what that means. Like, you are very abrasive. You are a nine. But like what if somebody's toaster goes to twelve? Not that I, not that I've ever seen a double digit toaster, but like then it's like oh well, I wonder what twelve is. There is no twelve because Buzzfeed doesn't have a twelve toaster I, I, in their headquarters. I just think that wow that so weird. many Americans agree on what the perfect piece of toast should look like, but it's and, never the same setting. And every yeah. sta- every toaster company should just standardize that to like five. And then from no, five. No, it should be like three or four. No, you, you just, five? You just standardize it to five. No, because, no, 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 because on the scale of, of... one to ten. No, on the scale of not toasted to toasted, the perfect piece of toast falls closer to not toasted than toasted. No, it falls closer to toasted than not toasted. No, 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 no. Yeah, no. it does. If you... No, I don't... See, that's the... This is the toasters. <laughs> this is what they've done. This is what they've done to us. We can't accept this. Listen, we're going... Um, all right, hashtag... <laughs> Hashtag toaster conference. Send that out. <laughs> you know, all you guys watching this know exactly who we are in real life. I just, Hit us up. I, I don't understand how we've just had this conundrum for 50 years. And no one has ever said, you know, maybe there's a better way to be toasted. Sometimes bread. they weren't worried about that during, like, the Cold War. <laughs> like, oh, those Russians might blow us up any minute. You know, no, but we need to worry about our toaster setting. Like, <laughs> like nobody was worried about that. You busy, like, pouring money into the defense industry to care about, you know, like, I, I think I'd, I'd be able to... I'd, I'd be willing to pay 20% more than the price of the normal toaster. What does a toaster cost? To be able to, to, to access those... I don't even know. What, what does a toaster cost? <laughs> how much do you want to guess like the average no how did I just open up your speech documents <laughs> <laughs> well, why do they all look the same is that just the format yeah it's just it, there's like a standard there's a standardized format unlike toasters what is speech to have the toaster a- average dollar. toaster price how much do you want to bet it is I bet it's going to be like 40 to 50 40 See, to like, 60 no no but that's a four slice Forty six. What's a four slice model? You can make four slices of toast at the same time. Have you never seen that? No. What? I mean, I've, I've seen the two slice models. You've never seen a four slice toaster? No, I've never seen one. Okay. Okay. No, no, and, and you can make them independently. Oh, independent. this is genius! Look at this. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. Hold so, up. So we light, see... dark. Yeah. This is no, genius. no, but that's still the spectrum. It just tells you what's on each end. It's not the same. <sighs> they. They got our hopes up. Wait, so bagel, frozen. So does frozen like intensify the heat to thaw it? Does this thing let it go to you? Or See, maybe, you know, maybe instead of trying you to my pun. Pre- maybe- you missed it. I'm sad. So, so you cancel toast. A little. What's a little longer? Does that modulate? The, this is garbage. We're not gonna call out the brand here because they're a pretty solid brand overall. But this is stupid toaster design. So they have four buttons. Bagel. So bagel. Yes, that's good. Frozen. I can understand that. But what does it do? Does it like just, just the, 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 the brand name rhymes with witch and pain? 
Smitchin. <laughs> Smitchin. Uh. Smitchin played. Ah. What's a smitchin? <laughs> so, what if it turns out to be like some derogatory word? <laughs> <laughs> Darn our social engineers! <laughs> yes, I've been waiting to make give that a comeback for like six episodes. That's not a pun. <laughs> I, I, I had to, I had to grace it. With fine, it. fine. A bagel. That makes sense. Frozen. I don't know what it does, but it should be there. Then it's just you raise the dial more, or is it like an intermediate setting you, between five and six? I, I what think is the intellectual prowess of Americans. They're they're underestimating. Our ability, no, they're not. They're underestimating our ability to figure out what toast we want, when we want it, and how we want it. So instead of giving us dials on fancy toasters like a little bit longer, whatever that means, they should just give us independent dials for time, temperature, and the average graph. The average American can continue using the normal dial, but the Americans that want you know the extra control over their toast can manipulate the time and temperature stuff. That's that, that's the end of my toaster rant. Alright, so we have like three more topics to cover in the span of 25 minutes. <laughs> I didn't expect toasters to take this. So, 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 I think the topics that you wanted to cover were like why boredom isn't such a bad thing. Yeah. And then we, we, we decided, because you want to talk about like small talk. Yeah. Right? Which is pretty much what we do on this show, like in a glorified manner. <laughs> and then I wanted to talk about what could only be described as those legendary bangers, those most epic songs. That everybody, and I mean everybody, appreciates. And I think those last two go together because it has to do with connection, but like temporary connection. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I... I think that temporary connection sums those up. What would you define as... It does like a... a, I I really don't want to use the word banger. It does like a legendary song define it. uh, we as, as something that's universally I don't want our British audience to think we're talking about sausages, so we'll call it <laughs> legendary song, yes. What would you... What, like, how do you define a legendary song? I think that if you can put that song on in a room, like, full of, like, kind of unrelated people, and everybody can, like, interact with that song in some way, then I think that it counts as a legendary song. For example, Everything Made by Queen. Yeah. Like, like... You, you, you know what I mean? Like, like I think that my my best reference here is my robotics tournaments. Yeah. Which, and this is going to sound very strange, because people know it sounds very strange. But when we're not, like, battle... Not, not battle... It's not battle bots. So everybody, <laughs> Dude, battle, before you ask me, it's not battle bots. Battle bots right? is such a good show. It, it is, but that's not what we do here <laughs> at robotics at the school that I'm not going to say, because... I don't want to delve do, into that, even do, though everybody already knows. What's the point of everybody that listens to this podcast already knows who we are? No, I think that's part of the, part of the humor. You know? <laughs> All right, it's getting a little meta for me. You got to take it back in here. So, uh, at our robotics tournament, sponsored by a certain group known as I don't know what the acronym stands for. Don't kill me. Uh, First Robotics FRC. I don't yeah. know if you've heard of it, but they do tournaments all across the world. See what their style is this. Like, when you're not, like, they want teams to like each other. Yeah. Except that, no, I won't go there. We'll talk about it afterwards. So, um, <laughs> you know what I'm getting at. So, yeah. So, you, um, um, so, so, so basically, they, they want the teams to get along, but they have this whole idea of, like, gracious professionalism. We're yeah. like, we're, we're not supposed to be, like, hating each other. That's, like, that's not the point. In yeah. fact, most teams don't at all. Yeah. You know, most teams, like, really get along really well, and, I've talked to plenty of friends on other teams, and the whole idea is that when they're not doing robots, they usually play, like, 
F, like like what I would describe as party music, yeah. but which most often overlaps with what I'm trying to talk about. Yeah. Right? Le- legendary music, as you've called it. A legendary song. Where everybody, like... I, I think the, the, the most, re- like, relatable example is the Cupid Shuffle. Yeah. I mean, those are, like... They're, like, 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 they're songs that are meant to bring people together. And that's what I'm trying to talk about, right? Huh. So, how about we exclude Queen? Because, like, Bohemian Rhapsody... No, 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 Bohemian Rhapsody... Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, Don't Stop Me Now... Don't Stop uh, Me Now, Bohemian Rhapsody, um... um we Will Rock, Rock You... you um, I think those are the main three, but they're, they're definitely other ones. Yeah. Most of their work could qualify. They're, they're those, we'll just give them a mention now. But I think that they're actually... There's different categories, and that I need to use Queen songs as examples. There's songs that there's, there's, there's line dancing songs, which <laughs> many of them qualify. Um, uh, the Cupid Shuffle, obviously. Cupid Shuffle, I think. Let's, let's be real. Cupid Shuffle is way better than Cha Cha Slide. I think we can all. Come no, I, I think it's close. It, I, it's I not. It's I'm close. sorry. I'm sorry. Cupid Shuffle, like musically, is a far superior song. I'm I'm curious what the most what's the most contemporary song that you think clarifies as legendary. Ooh. Um. Like what? Like with something from the most contemporary, 09s? like with something released in two thousand. You know what's one? You know what? You know what's one? Uh, Party in the USA. That that's a legendary song. because uh, everybody loves it. Are you really gonna put that song in the same category? Absolutely. As, like, Don't stop okay. Me now. Okay. Maybe it's like a tier below <laughs> or two, but it's still in the overall. It's, it's not like Super Smash Bros. How they have like a tier list where there's like S tier fighters, A tier yeah, fighters, yeah. B tier fighters. Like there's a tier list, but they're all like part what, of it. What does S stand for? S is like. I don't think it stands for anything. It's just supposed to be above A. But then, why didn't they just make A the first one? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, no, but my, my, my point is that they're all, like, legendary, like, 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 bangers, as you would call them, right? Yeah. But they're not all, they're not all equivalent, but they're all, like, in the same category. Is what right. I'm I think Party in the USA. I think that qualifies. Because everybody sings along to it. Everybody knows it. But no, I mean, but, yeah, but, but, but there's so many contemporary songs that, that people but that's not quite. Know. I think that's gone a little bit further. I, I think by the by the the, 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 the um, you know it barely makes it in. I was trying to. So I, I I guess people know the lyrics. It's recognizable across a broad group of people from different backgrounds. Exactly, exactly. It's all about like two completely unrelated people can can, can find mutual appreciation for the song, but in very like. But, but, but you can but, say that's any song, but I mean like I mean, one that applies to like a lot of people. Do you think like an eighty year old like grandfather is gonna find Party in the USA enjoyable? Because I can see them finding Bohemian Rhapsody enjoyable. Hmm. You make it like huh, Like see I, I, I can see Twist and Shout by the Beatles. Yes, that's, be, an, that's an excellent song. song very, very underappreciated. I love that song. <laughs> but I <laughs> Thank you. See, I, I I think that the problem with that lens is that you just get bogged down in. Content- so in saying we have to do a cutoff in archaic music. <laughs> no, 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 I, I want to I think it still archaic. works. I, but I think that not all archaic music works. I think that all right. So m- much of Queen's works comes to mind. Um, I mean, don't, uh, don't stop believing. Yeah, a journey. A journey. Uh, not just that song. Though. I feel like there are other it's, works it's, that is popular. It's um, like, I, I feel like you're looking at. Popular music during I don't know when did Don't Stop Me like the like the eighties or like seventies eighties yeah like yeah. the eighties you're, you're looking at like popular music during the eighties okay, I guess that's like the bridge I, I like, think that, I think pop- that's just the median point between everybody alive right now if you think about it so I guess recognizable does that mean that like ten years down the line it'll be like 
popular no, music. No, I don't. I don't subscribe to that. I think that it's, but I think it's more than that. I think I think there's a certain like feel to it, like like that you can't necessarily express with with like pro- properly with words. I see. I, Maybe I, that's the. I I I think that you know, uh, someone listening to like experimental hip hop from thirty years ago would be you know like this isn't music and like even today there are people who are like this is barely music but I think that 30 40 years down the road that'll this is sort of music. music and then you know 100 years down it'll be yeah. like this is finally music you know? right I, I feel like music just sort of moves in that natural tendency but I think that there, there's, there is the middle ground and I think that's what we're getting at today for example but I, I, I don't agree with you that that middle ground is like a stable stasis point I think that that middle ground is something that shifts to the decades like, maybe it is now, we now gotta look at, you gotta look at it right now we have to look at our situation right now. Oh, uh, September, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yes, abs- yeah, that, and um, I'm gonna be by the Proclaimers. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Except that annoys a lot of people, but it works. Uh, you know, these just seem like up. It, it just seems like upbeat, popular songs from the '80s. And I think that's a wonderful category. <laughs> Most of my favorite songs have been in that category, and therefore. I have no objections. <laughs> no, no, but, but um, Cupid Shuffle is more contemporary. That's, that's, that's 2000s, right? Uh, 2000s? Cupid Shuffle, like, oh, Ice Ice Baby. <laughs> oh, yeah, except that, um, <laughs> that, that moment when, like, you hear, like, the intro, like, the intro, and you're like, this is gonna be under pressure to hear Ice Ice Baby. <laughs> and, 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 and the best part is that, like, depending on who you are, you like one of those more than the other. It, what, what's your... I don't want. I don't want. I don't want to say. Oh, we already know what the answer is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not gonna go there. Wait, was Was Vanilla Ice like a one hit wonder? Yes. I remember. I just turned on the TV once and I saw him on like HGTV building houses, and I was like, <laughs> "Wait, what? What does this world come to?" <laughs> See, I think of stuff like that, and I, I think of the article, the headline that came out like like some months ago. That's like Fortnite creator is like buying a bunch of like Amazon like rainforest land and like. Keeping it safe, and the the meme was like like Spider Man, like I forgive you. <laughs> that's that's what I think of. It's like, what does the world come to? Like the Fortnite guy is like tearing the rainforest. It's like thanks, but like what? <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Also, have you seen the video of Bill Nye talks about chi- climate change while swearing? Oh yeah, I saw that's that. an excellent video. That, that's I mean, it's, it's quite brief. But is, is there any equivalent to like Bill Nye? Like, is there a contemporary Ooh. Bill Nye? See, see, okay. So, so I think I think that the theme, the ending theme of this episode is like things that bring people together. That like, you know what I mean? Even if it's just temporary, right? Uh, uh, things that unite all of us. Have you watched contemporary kid shows? <laughs> <laughs> like, have you ever just like stumbled across it? Um, not really. Because here's what scares me, right? I think that TV programming back, you know, um, during like the '80s and '90s was terrible. Right, it was just like game shows or like throwing pies. I love game faces. shows. I don't criticize game shows. There, there is merit to that. But... I was watching. I was watching an old game show channel. I love that stuff. But, I love game shows. But, New old. I don't care. But there's very little that a kid can take out of that, right? But then you start seeing shows like Mr. Rogers. And ah, like, Mr. Rogers, Bill and, Nye, and, Bob, uh, Joy Painting, and then like Sesame Street, which I think is a phenomenal show. But then, I'm not familiar with it enough to... So, so then it's like TV sort of had to adapt, and there was a very limited set... Well, that's the PBS era. Yeah, and, and there was a very limited set of content which kids were exposed to. But I feel like now, with the advent of the internet, and kids like who are like 10 or 9 being exposed to the internet at a very young age, 
they're just left to like the whims of algorithms at YouTube to see what videos to watch and what videos not to watch. Oh, I watched a TED talk on that. And, and these did are... you watch that? Did you no, have yeah, seen I've that? Never watched no, it. it's talking about how like how quickly like um, the algorithms can radicalize can, can yeah. go really south. Like yeah. you start on like a video about like normal like kid stuff, right? And then like ten videos in, you're down like the cesspool of YouTube. Yeah, and it's like, uh oh, that kid just saw the cesspool I mean, of YouTube. I mean, the problem with that is that on TV, there's a very curated set of people who are who are able to make content, but it's just like the internet is still the wild west. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think it should remain. You know, the, the whole idea of like the West in America took Amulet this year, so like yeah. I got like this America stuff unlocked. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but like I think the whole idea of like uh, you take A push this year? Yeah, I'm taking it next year. Uh, most people do, and that makes sense. You should learn about A push after WAP, if you ask me. But yeah. No, but the whole idea of like um, Frederick Jackson Turner's frontier thesis. Yeah. And the idea that like America like needs a frontier because it's the idea that like you can restart yourself. Right. And like be like be like an independent like self sustainable person. Yeah, I think that's the, important. The and I think that the internet yeah. should remain like like that at least in part. You know, I think that there should be like safe zones, if you will, right, where it's like curated content in, in that in that sense. But I think the internet, like its whole purpose, like love it or hate it, is like that it is free. It's kind of like like free speech. It means that everybody can kind of say what they want, and you don't have to agree with everybody. But at least everybody's allowed to do it. You right, know, it's no, like I, that. Yeah, I, I, I mean, obviously, I think like the internet is phenomenal. Like the idea of everyone being able to independently publish content seems like a fundamentally good idea. It's just that, especially in the context of like really young kids. Who oh, wanna, oh, yeah, yeah, who, exactly. Like, yeah, where we want to limit the content that we're showing. Exactly. Them, it's like the internet can be because I feel like even for adults, like the internet can lead you down dangerous holes of. Of of not of like being contained within your own like little microcosm and your own little bubble instead of being exposed to new viewpoints, which at its very core can lead to like pretty negative things like wanting to harm other people. But like especially for kids, they're not exposed to a broad range of things, and it's just like they can get exposed to problematic creators really quickly. No, and I totally I totally agree with you in that sense that like that the internet is problematic for like younger people in that sense that. You, you've lost control over what people are exposed to at a younger age. Like, yeah. It's gone completely haywire. And I, I... You know what's interesting? It seems like everybody, like, and their brother and sister, and I, I don't care. Everybody, and their, you know, everybody wants to, like... <laughs> to everybody these days wants... <laughs> even among our generation, even among, like, our friends, like, want to write books. Write. Writing. Big thing these days. <laughs> So you see, so you just tried to make it like I don't know. Never mind. Go on. Right, and uh, um, and and I, I have my own idea for you know if I would ever write like a novel or something. Yeah, but but that's not the point. It's it's rooted in this concept though. I believe that the internet, like, and the the rise of like this like free like connect like we're more connected, but also like you know, kind of, like, do whatever kind of thing on the internet. I believe that this interconnected age, like, some people are like, oh, you know, the government's always watching, oh, you know, you know, like, like Zuckerberg's got your, like, you know what I mean, your favorite cats, like, on his database. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think that despite all this fear of, like, fascist, like, totalitarian control, I believe that the internet has fundamentally made us more, more, lib- like, not libertarian in the sense of, like, the political view, but, like, 
more like free, more anarchy. I, I don't mean it in that sense, but I, I think we're closer yeah. to anarchy than we were before the internet. Right now. Yes. I mean, in the sense, not, 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 not like that, but I think that the, I don't mean anarchy in the sense of like complete chaos and breakdown. I mean it in the sense of, uh, you know how like the political scale, not the political scale, but the political compass yeah. has like economic left, economic right, authoritarian, libertarian. Yeah. I'm going off that. Yeah. Right. Some people think that we are now like more authoritarian because of our ability to be watched, but I think that we are more libertarian in that sense, and that have more ability to do what we want and, and have open access to things because of the internet. And I actually, and that's kind of breaks my creative process from this other thing. Don't don't worry about that. But but it, that that's the point I'm trying to make is that I think that when I see, for example, and this isn't the same. It's a very small example, but I see, like students, right, able to, like, hack their teacher's grade books and change their grades, right? Yeah. We now have a situation where, the you know, the younger, like, less powerful people have tools that let them become more powerful, that put them on equal playing field yeah. with the more powerful people. And that's how I see the internet. Everybody's at the same, like, level, and you have technologies like Tor, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Tor, yeah. where, like, even the government can't track you at that point. Not sponsored. I... You know what I mean? And, and, and it's it's this idea that, like, I believe the internet has made us all more, you know what I mean, free, despite its implications. I mean, I think that the easy way to think about it is to sort of look at a scale of, and I'm not trying to make like a political statement, but the way in which you look at how, um, how liberal or how authoritarian certain governments are, and it's clear that, like, the, the governments that are more liberal allow greater access to the internet, whereas oh, the governments that, that are more true. authoritarian that is clamp totally down on the true. internet. Yeah. But at, at the same time, um, I think that that idea of self-publishing is good in that it means that, like, all types of expression can't be controlled and, and manipulated by the government. Like, there's not one TV channel for everybody to watch that espouses what the government wants you to know. <coughs> but... DPRK! <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're banned over there now. But... <laughs> Oh, we'll, we'll get this podcast into North Korea somehow. But, <laughs> it's probably like a flash drive. Like, we'll, we'll, this. We, we will individually fly to South Korea. We will take a flash drive. And we we'll will, just slingshot it over the border. We will slingshot it over the border. And hopefully somewhere, someone, somehow, can, can understand. They don't have computers over there. Only, only Kimmy. And, and even if they're able to like listen to this, to, to hear us ranting about toasters. They're going to be like, what? <laughs> Why are you talking about North Korea? I'm sorry. But... You, you get my point about the internet, right? And, yeah. and, and, and But you, you were talking about TV shows and, like, Mr. Rogers and this... As usual, we kind of went down a rabbit hole, but that's the point of the show, so... See, but I, this I, is not for people with OCD for finishing <laughs> conversations. Go on. What I was saying is that I, I just think that the internet has the potential to be a phenomenal medium for children's TV shows. Like, I think that the, the possibility for individual creators to do things... Opens up opportunities. As long as they're vetted in some way. Right, right. Opens up the opportunities for creators to do really cool things like explore like NASA's whatever laboratory or someone else like talking about cool math concepts. Like desperately tries that. But it doesn't work because YouTube is not the place for that. See, but I think that the the natural trend of the internet has not gone in the direction of let's create good and wholesome content because at some point, at some point, that's 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 where what everything else is for. At at some point, the parents were choosing to put PBS on for their kids, but it's like when you put the kids in charge of clicking on videos and the algorithm algorithm in charge, and and the algorithm becomes designed to, to. 
to essentially get that kid to watch more, then you start going down a pathway of, of, of increasingly more problematic videos. So, Absolutely. I mean, I, I just... I, it, it, in a way, it, it's, it's sort of depressing because the internet has the capability to be really this awesome thing for kids. But at the same time, like the, the desire to keep kids on platforms for as long a period of time as possible has sort of meant that the videos which kids are watching are not, are not particularly great. I don't necessarily buy the, the correlation between staying on and the videos being intrinsically negative because they want them to stay on. I feel like they could keep them on with positive videos, but I, I still see the point you're trying to make. I just don't necessarily buy that correlation. I, I don't think you can. Like, I think a, a, a game show video where you throw a pie in someone's faces is just inherently more interesting than a video about... Oh, I thought you meant... A JPL laboratory. I'm, I was looking at... Okay, I was looking at it from a little bit of a different perspective. When you say it that way, yes, I know what you, I, I get what you're saying. I, I, this is not to say that... Like, I was looking at it more like actively negative as opposed to like passively negative. And I think, I, I think game shows for kids are good. It's just that like there has to be a wide variety of content that they're exposed to at a young age. But also, are you smarter than a fifth grader? I'll tell you what, fifth graders don't know most of that stuff. Like, <laughs> that's rigged, okay? I don't care what you say. Now, um, we're at, 52, we're at 52 minutes. I don't think we can edit this one. There's too much content here. Yeah, I, I think we'll just publish this one straight up. Um, yeah, so, so last thing, you want to talk about, you want to make a case to, and we totally skipped over the part about, like, songs, but okay. <laughs> I wanted to make a point because I like like party like you know 80s upbeat songs as you described them and I think that it goes broader than that but yeah also I just like party in the USA that's that's, that's a banger in my books what hmm. like, what do you mean it goes broader than just like the specific set I think that, that you can't just say oh this era of songs are the legendary songs because there are several you know legendary songs there are many legendary songs and I like like hey Jude that's yeah. a legendary song. But do you really think you could get, like, a, a elementary schooler to bang out to Hey Jude? Yeah, but elementary schoolers are the only people that don't count here, okay? But they do. Yeah, look at the curve, you know? I mean, now you're just looking for the median, which is, like, the the song that the most people enjoy listening to, which doesn't seem like a good way to listen to music. I guess it is a good way to decide party music, but it's not a good way to... to, to See, to... I, I'm a sucker for party music. Just like I'm a sucker for overtly patriotic things. And we'll get to that in another episode. No, 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 okay, serious question. Uh, you've been in Disneyland, right? Yeah, I've, I've been to the Anaheim, yeah. And, the, and... the Anaheim, yeah, no, not Disney World. Oh, no. I think I've been to Disney World, too. Right, have you been on the uh, the Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln, like, No, attraction? never. Never. Why? I, I haven't gone very... Re- or is that like oh. a staple attraction? No, it's not. Nobody it, does it. It's, it's not... Like, <laughs> yeah, cool, I've never heard cool of that. Cool and quotes. I've never heard of that one before. It's the most like patriotic thing you'll ever watch. It's, it's one of those, <laughs> you know, it, it really fills you with that, that patriotic spirit. You know? I'm a sucker for stuff like that. Happy America Day, everybody, by the time this gets out. But, um, you wanted to make a case to me. <laughs> Is that how low your hopes are for me? Like, you're yeah. going to release this, like, I'm July? Sorry. I'm sorry. But, um, I want you to make your case about boredom. Um, you know, I just think that, like, we tend to run away from boredom. But I, I think that boredom is something that needs to be embraced in sort of a way. I just think that when you constantly inundate yourself with with content it often means that you don't open up spaces for like self-reflection and i feel like those spaces of self-reflection are are, are, like the only way they can be achieved are if you just have nothing to do 
and you just start contemplating things. I think that those moments are often the moments that we try to shy away from because they don't seem very productive. But I, I, I would just like to advocate for like the, the sort of importance of doing nothing. And I think that doing nothing can be a beautiful thing sometimes. I thought it was going to be a more difficult conversation. I buy it. That's my spiel. But you know what? Let me tell you about how I react to that spiel. Let me let me reflect that spiel <laughs> onto me. I think that my most um how would I, how would you say my most why do you have a pencil in here? That's a pen. Thank you very much. So um, <laughs> I did not answer my question. So I don't know. It just, yeah, it was in the car. I think so um. I think that my most like reflective moments, aggravatingly enough, where either I'm reflective or <laughs> so if if you're gonna have a pen out, I need to have one out too. Or uh, it's actually not reflective. It's just when I get to stop and like think about things and like my best ideas is aggravatingly like so aggravatingly right before I'm about to fall asleep. Which yeah. isn't just me. But the problem with that is that then I don't get to take any of it in because I'm about to fall asleep. I can't, like, write it down. But, I can't do this. I but, can't do that. Because it's like, then that kills the whole, like, point of being about but, to fall asleep. See, but that's my point. The point is that right before you're about to fall asleep, that's one moment where you're, like, truly in a moment of self-reflection. And there are very little other moments of the day when we have those moments of self-reflection. It's because... I think it's because... Like, to, if, your, if, to your point... You have to consciously task, carve out those. Yeah, because our goal, our task at that moment is to fall asleep and falling asleep requires relaxing yourself and that opens you up to that falling asleep requires just sitting there which means that your brain has to process all the stuff that you did that day isn't that what dreaming is except that it doesn't do anything for us because but I think that there is a conscious element to it like there, there's some amount of processing that your brain has to do while you're still awake That's, yeah maybe you're right about that <laughs> just talking about sleep is getting you tired <laughs> <laughs> Alright, what time is it? Was it 57 minutes? I think that we can make this one run a little longer because we have some good stuff to talk about this time. I think we can take it like an hour or like 10 or something. Okay. If you want to. Then we gotta do a little editing and of course the post, post-production post walk. Very important. See, that's a, that's a decompression. You know, that that's a... Let's process what we did in the episode. And the, the post-production walks are always 40 times more interesting than whatever we talk a, about. A, they the are, and B, it's always us going, wow, this was our worst episode <laughs> yet. <laughs> you know what's funny? Um, this this individual at my uh, school, you know who you are. They, they were, um, I was going into my chemistry final. Yeah. And they were like, yo, when are you and uh, the other person that I'm not going to say the name of because I'm not going to ruin our perfect record today? Yeah. When are you, are you going to keep going with the overthinkers? And I'm like, it never stops. It just takes long breaks sometimes. <laughs> and, um, and he was like, yeah, cool. Nice, nice. I and mean, I, yeah. But shout out to you, good sir. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me that people care anything about this. I mean, I, I'm trying to think of all the people I know. But, like, I know, watch this at least a little bit. Like, I, I just want to see, like, what was the longest break we took in between episodes? Oh, it was, but, but, but that's, this isn't a fair, like, judgment, because we recorded them. I think we, we record them way more, free, like, consistently than we update, upload, upload them. So I think that if you're going off upload, oh, you're saying, like, based on, like, people, yeah. like, watching this. No, dude, talk about a break. We uploaded this episode six months after we recorded it. I'm pretty, sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the first episode didn't go up 
for like six months. I, I think there was a six month break between episode two and episode three. Really? Wait, yeah. wait, hold up. I'm trying to think recording versus. So this came out on. Oh, what? Yeah, May. 8th. No, no. Oh no. No, it didn't. <laughs> Total. Oh, oh, all time. We gotta go all time. Loading analytics. Data from Spotify is excluded in this view. Nice. That's probably where most people listen to it, at least in my <laughs> group. Uh, um, really? We were published in 2017? Yeah. So t- oh, gosh. Wait. So episode one was published October. Basically, recorded in June 2017. Are you sure? Yeah, maybe it was episode two that we stalled on. Episode two I stalled for a long time. Right, so, so it came out basically November 17. And then... <laughs> I, I don't think the break between one and two is that bad. I think it is. This is no, but the the recording no the no 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 no. I'm pretty sure we recorded episode one like. See, look, December 2017. No, we no, we recorded episode one like either beginning of summer or like the middle of spring. We recorded it somewhere in the second semester of that year. Yeah, Bruh! <laughs> you uploaded it so late. That's why this came out on time because I came over to do the second one. We realized didn't have the first one up yet. So that was actually not a bad yap. And then, so about a month between the first and second. Uh, the, it was the third, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Uh, uh, this is going to be like May 2018. This is going to be like Oh, no. thought we were dead. <laughs> not we were dead. Not no, previous all, year. All Trust me, old times. It's more than a year. Episode four. This was, see, we started like shaking at this point. Uh, but what's our best up? Ep- Whoa, fuck. Wow, 22 listens. <laughs> Excellent. Oh, what? Oh, yeah, 3318. March. Oh, so we did that within one month. Yeah. Again, then, look look at us. Wow. Uh, episode five is, it's, it's going to be a little bit rough. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't it like a whole year? Oh, no. <laughs> oh! <laughs> no! Four. See, we do it. Month, month, like... Out one month, four months, one month, four months. That's what we do. Wait, and then when did the last one go out? Three weeks. Uh, there Wait, was... five, five, five. What was five? When did car commercials? Ugh, car commercials was a good episode. That was like this was a good episode. That was my favorite overthink. I think this might be. I think I enjoyed this one the most. C seven one. Wait, July seven one. Wait, yeah, another four months. No wonder people thought we were dead. We didn't upload for eight months. Wait, maybe July 2018. <laughs> we didn't upload for eight months. No wonder y'all thought we were dead. <laughs> Bruh, what is this? You're the upload manager, dude. This is your job. I'll, I'll get up. Maybe we should just have like... A meeting editing day. Maybe we, we should... Or we just record five in one day and just... Or maybe we should just, just have like... Eight hour recording sessions, and we just break it up, and then we just that actually so do a whole no, but then this this ruins our excuse to hang out. <laughs> this is our excuse to hang out and feel like we're being productive. All right, um, we're into the hour, we're past the hour mark. I think we should take this a couple more minutes. I like your boredom argument about the songs. I think that we're not gonna we we, we this this we should discuss in the post, and then maybe report back on that. Okay, I, I want to put something on air. I expressed to you, like, in person. But I want to put something on air in our previous episode that you probably haven't heard yet because it wasn't uploaded. It was. The, the, the most recent episode was, we did was uploaded. 
Are you sure? That one's up, yeah. Alright, what, what, what was the one we talked about books? Yeah. Is that the most recent one? That okay. one's up. Um, I have sort of reversed my position on Catcher in the Rye, sort of, <laughs> a little bit. I don't think it's the greatest book ever written, but I think I can appreciate, like... Can we make this like a recurring segment of the show? Like, in, like, in, like in, in newspapers, they have like corrections. No, yeah, like, yeah. This, like, I think that we section. can totally do that. Where every every session, like towards the end, we actually do like amendments to our previous opinions. Uh, uh, or like further reflection kind of thing. What should we call them? Like podcast amendments. But it's not an amendment. It's not. I was wrong. It's like. But it isn't. I, I was have wrong. further. No, it's not. I. I have an I was wrong statement. After you do yours. Fine, I've, I've fine, changed fine. my opinion. I think that I am a little bit more sympathetic towards Catcher in the Rye. A little bit more. I just, I think that it, that its theme is important, but it could have been executed a lot better. Yeah. I think that, 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 because it goes through like Holden's visits with, no spoilers, yes yeah, spoilers, spoilers, Catcher in the Rye, yeah. So, it goes through like Holden's like journey. I think that each step of that journey could have held more weight. Right, because you have like the thing with the prostitute where he pay, like he gets cheated out of his money, yeah, and then like he pays the nun like ten dollars, well, I mean, right? He doesn't really get cheated out of his money in the prostitute scene. Yeah, he does. He just asks her to sit down. He gets no, 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 but he gets like strong arm to give you more money. I mean, yeah, but I, I just think it's part of the experience. But see, I think that's actually really important. That like, 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 I think that scene held weight. I think the whole nun scene held weight. I think meeting up with like his old like like mentor, teacher, yeah. like like his old teacher that held weight. His mentor that held weight, but I think they could have been somehow like more. I think there could have been more like cohesion to it. Yeah, I think that you know, you know what I'm saying, and like him just visiting. Like I feel like all those important scenes were just interspersed with him meeting up with random people and being an idiot, I, and then that just doesn't. This is it doesn't carry any you know meaning. But you know, it, like meaning interspersed with nothing at all. I think that that sort of fluidity that carries throughout the entire story, which is almost it's almost repetition. I think it's sort of the point of the catcher of catcher in the rye. It's like sort of the idea that that's what teenage like that, that's what becoming an adult is about. It's like sort of the mundanity of every life interspersed with these interesting experiences. I guess I, I, I see it, but at the same time, there's another there's another aspect to that. So every like every like meaningful encounter he has is different, right? One yeah. of them is with like a person of sin. One of them is with like a person like a holy person. Like one of them is like someone from his past who was a peer. And one of them was, like, someone from his past that's, like, a mentor, right? Yeah. In that way. So there's a lot of diversity there. But, like, every other scene, he's just, like, chasing after, like, random women or something. And and it's not... You know what I mean? It yeah. doesn't carry, like, any diversity to it. It's like, he does something interesting, and then he does the same thing. It's like, I wish he had done something different. You think, he's, you think he's making the same mistakes over and over again? Like, do you I think mean, there's no character yes, development? But I, I feel like... Yeah, I feel like all the character development is saved for the end. Which actually could be another problem is that his character is one hundred percent static until the very end. Like, I think my my point from this whole like kind of statement oh, is I, that I, I appreciate. I see what you're saying. I appreciate what it's trying to say is someone's journey, like from like a traumatized childhood back to their childhood, and like re- restoring it after going through the trials of adulthood. You know what I mean? Like cleansing yourself almost. I appreciate what it's saying, and I think that's an important message, right? That you can like return to your innocence, and you want to be like a protector. I think all and, and having his sister to like, you know, I, I think that yeah, I, I think that that means something. It was important. I just think it wasn't executed well enough that I I felt it the first time I looked at it. I mean, I, I just think that the book is a very personal I, experience, and so I either yeah. you vibe with it, and maybe you don't. I I personally vibe with it. I guess I know what you're saying, and I 
I know what you're saying. I'm, I, I just think that, that it could have been written in a way that, at least me personally, yeah. would have gotten more out of it. If there was more diversity to its its plot, yeah. and there was more there was more change throughout the novel. Though I think, you know, I think that they just could have highlighted that better. Yeah. And I think that they could have given slightly more detail about where it all came from. It's very much a book that you're meant to piece together, and I understand that. Yeah. I'd especially give us a little more leeway there. Because, like, like the funeral, like, revelation, which is big, but I think it's missing something. Where the idea that he wasn't allowed to go to his brother's funeral because he, like, did something, right? I think that's very important, and I think they executed it well because they didn't make a big deal out of it. He just said it, and it's left to us to feel the impact of it. Yeah. For him, it's just a part of his life, Yeah. right? I think that's good. But I think that the correlation between, like, the phonies and, like, that trauma isn't is almost there, but it's not there, right? But, I mean, isn't that the point? The point is that he sort of distances himself from everyone in the world through the lens of they're all phonies. And, and, well, where's and the connection of... between his brother's death and the fact that the world is... You know, you know what I'm saying? There's, there's, there's no, like, bridge there where... I mean, his brother I, dying then makes the, him the, view the world as not that he like. I mean, the the point that there isn't a perfect overlap is sort of the point, right? Like you, you that people are like irrational in that way. Not that people are irrational, but that you can't view everyone as a phony. Like that's a, it's an easy lens to view the world through, but it's it's sort of a problematic lens, especially as you're going into adulthood and you want to be a good role model to your sister yeah. and everything that Holden's trying to do throughout the entire book. And I think the connection there, what I saw, was the fact that he felt that his, his own family were phonies, right, for, like, showing up and, like... I, wasn't that... Wasn't there something like that? I forget that. But, like, he thought his own family were phonies and then he took that view and, like, expanded it. I mean, thing. I don't know. I, I personally related to the view of, like, everyone else is a phony and, and I'm not, which is an appealing view yeah. of the world that... Yeah, and no, like, it any... totally is, and I think that that's where you make the connection... Where I, I, I brought this up last time, but like the idea that we all think that our like pain is somehow like forbidden knowledge that everybody else lacks, right? right? Yeah. And I think that that's where it hits home for, for everybody, right? Is it, it, just because you suffer, it doesn't mean that you have some like supreme like view of the world because everybody suffers sometimes, right? And you, you know what I mean? You can't just reject the world like that, you know. But my amendment is that I, I, I had more... Now that I've looked at it again, I'm not saying it's a perfect book. <laughs> I'm not saying it's my favorite book, but I'm saying I see more value in it than I did before, and I'd like to make that statement. Are you going to take it off your bad books list? I'll move it to my could-have-been-better books list, if that makes any sense. I'll take that. Scarlet Letter is still a bad book. <laughs> That's such a bad book. We're, we're no, like, I, I, could, I could do a whole episode <laughs> about how much I hate that book. Just, just because, like, if, if you're ever on a road trip, sometime you just have like an hour of uninterrupted time, and if you just want to record like an hour of dissing Scarlet Letter, I'd, I'd be more than happy. You to just it upload on. it as like its own like stand. As, we as... could do like standalone rant. That'd be funny. <laughs> just standalone episodes where it's just one of us like get it like like going on a crazy like okay, tangent. M- my amendment is yeah. I, right. I'm not going to change the order of the seasons that I enjoy. Oh, but. But uh, I, I will concede that sometimes 
in summer, it gets a little too hot. I sent you this this morning. <laughs> I sent you that this morning. <laughs> there, there was this post on Instagram, and it was like, I like the winter more than the summer. If, if I can't explain it. I like the winter more than the summer because in the winter I can always add more clothes, but in summer I can't just like take off my skin. Like I'm left with a certain amount of like baseline heat, and there's nothing I can do about it. And he just and and, and you know, walking outside, you know how cold it is, and so you can layer to like progressively exactly. make yourself warmer to the temperature that you want to. But there's not very much you can do in summer. I still think that um, what did I say? I, I think I said fall was a superior. Fall's the worst season! Because of the mundanity and continuity. I still stand by that. Um, but I will concede that having control over the weather is, see, not, see, see. is, not, no. a, is not a psychopathic desire. I take that back. See, that was, that was a personal attack. I, I'm glad you apologized. <laughs> but I, I, I will concede that being able to wear a jacket or multiple jackets to make yourself warmer is something you cannot do uh, on, on an equivalent level during summer. So, I will concede that some, in some ways, winter is better than See, summer. See, look at that. We're bridging the gap. So I gotta get... I think that, honestly, what we eventually need to do is, like, redo that segment on, like, memes. I think we need to set that straight. Because that was our darkest moment. That was our lowest moment on this podcast. <laughs> I firmly believe that. And I've done some reflection. I think that, like, maybe next time, like, our whole minimum section should just be fixing that segment. Okay. We can, Honestly. We can budget a large amount of time for the amendment section next time. Alright. Um, budget time. Please. <laughs> I budgeted, like... Five minutes for the toaster, <laughs> and like twenty minutes for like the, the, the silence part, and we swapped those. So, all right, um, I think that we should sign it off. We have to give our tip, and I actually have a particular tip, but you can go first if you like, or you need some time. To think I need about some time. It. This is completely unrelated to the episode, but I think that one of the interesting hallmarks of our generation that we got to grow up with that was a, a particular like pleasure of ours. I don't know if you ever did it, but I'm sure you did. Is the uh, game Minecraft? Yeah. Hear me out. Hear me out here. Right? I think that our generation had that particular play, particular pleasure uh, of that unique game. Um, you know, it meant a lot to me. You know, like, back then, you know, was, you know, and, and all my friends. Uh, and everybody, like, knows what it is. Right? Oh, uh, and for a while, of course, we all kind of rejected it because all the kids, like, five-year-old Jana, <laughs> and we didn't like it. <laughs> but they all moved to Fortnite now, which means that we have Minecraft back. And I've noticed... That Minecraft is actually coming back in popularity as of late. A lot of the, you know what I mean? There's, there's a lot of resurgence there. Even some of the people that used to do it on YouTube and that kind of like dropped off in popularity, they're back to doing it. Like it's more popular, coinciding coincidentally with its 10th anniversary, which was actually just earlier, like April, I think. Um, my tip, honestly, is just, you know what? Go and pick up that game again if you've been on the fence about it. Because it's, it's still a good game. And even if you might have become kind of disillusioned with it, I think you'll get a nice, like, rush of, like, nostalgia and, like, a certain, like, pleasure from playing it. If you didn't play it yet when you are younger, you're like, don't bother. <laughs> or you can still do it if you want. But for those of you that, that had it close to their heart when they were younger, I'd say pick it up again. I have. I've had a great time with it. And I think there's no better time than now to go kind of relive that and make new memories, too. And that's that's my tip, you know? There's, That's there's, what I would say. There's sort of beauty to Minecraft, right? Like the ability to manipulate your own playing space, and there's a large amount of creativity and freedom that you're given in the game. I think that I don't, I can't tell you what sets it apart from a lot of other because there are other games in its in its category. Yeah. But something about it is just done right, like the simplicity, but like it's also like the constant progress. I I, I just think that you know the 
there's a sort of limit in the game as to like how far it can go and that's that's what like the the game being limited is sort of what enables creativity oh, oh see, see they actually if i can make one point about this that there was this like thread that, that the company had about things they've already confirmed they, they are not planning on adding yeah at least anytime soon but possibly like never yeah right and one of those notable things is things like like furniture like they don't want to add like chairs or like tape like proper tables and 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 things like um, certain other like specific features because they said there is a point where we've added too much right. and creativity is no longer there because now it's just a playset. You're not because like one of the fun things about Minecraft is you have to build your own chairs if you want a chair. You know, right. put down the little staircase and two 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 signs. Yeah, that's a good one. But it's <laughs> a good trick. But in any case, yeah, it's the idea that you have to like that you have a toolkit. But it's a limited toolkit, and that's good. And I, I, I'm glad that you said that because I concur with that idea that the fact that it has just enough where you can have a variety, but like not enough that it then like speaks for itself, like is a good thing. Right. And the fact that like it doesn't have like an end, well, <laughs> that's a fun. <laughs> is a good thing in a way, and I can just appreciate that. But what is what is your tip? What is your tip? Honestly, I'm going to make it somewhat related, but I think the handheld gaming devices is... I'm going to go fish out my 3DS and see if I can find it. Oh, I should. I, I have my 3DS. It's sitting like right next to my bed. I just don't use it. Oh. No, you're talking about... You mentioned Pokemon games in I, the I, beginning. I don't know um, to, I, I never got past Listen, it. just finish Pokemon like black or white, whichever one you want. I, I have black. Finish and... Pokemon black. It's 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 designed as like an entry-level game where... But I've never made it past like the third gym. What is... The Bug Boy? Yeah. What? I've never made a What started, started you have? You have, uh, the, 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 you have the, grass the, the water one. That, that will explain it. The water I'm turtle. It's not a turtle. Yeah, it is. It's an otter. What are you <laughs> talking about? It's close enough. <laughs> what? Alright, so that's your tip. You're saying pick up your old handhelds and play with them a little bit. I say... You know, play Minecraft. Similar idea. Or you can play Minecraft on your new 3DS if you want. That is a thing. Nail two birds with one stone there. Um, Alright, I think we're good. I think, actually, as the official historian of this podcast, this is the the longest episode we've ever done. Oh, easily. No. Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. We've yeah. gone into like 1-0-something mm, before. We The lo- longest we've gotten is 1-0-8, I think. I buy that. We usually try to cut it off. Alright. Uh, this has been an extra long episode make up for the extra long gap in uploads. <laughs> um, I think that we've covered a lot today. We've gone pretty deep. We got some deep stuff. We got some toasters. I think we have a great balance. You know, I think it's been a successful episode and we hope that you've enjoyed it as much as we have enjoyed recording it. <laughs> and of course, keep on thinking, everybody. <laughs>